Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hello, everyone. And today I am really excited about my special guest. I have known this gentleman for the last few years, and he has made one of the most significant differences in my life. I'd like to introduce Simon Level. He helps leaders to live a life true to themselves by taking through a deep, soul-enriching, 42-day quest to become confident, loving, successful, and happy. Some of the reasons why I've invited Simon to talk to you today is I usually help high-performing business entrepreneurs that are women. But with us being women, guess who we have next to us? The person that's most significant. Sometimes it's a man. One of the things that I also love about Simon is that I can just relate to his teachings and trainings, and he's an excellent teacher. So I don't think I've done any justice to you, Simon, but in the same token, let's talk. Let's let them feel you. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on your podcast. How awesome. <laughs> Started in a journey in Del Mar. <laughs> So the other reason I wanted to bring Simon on today is that he is the creator of the Intuitive Business Podcast. Well, you are. <laughs> you are the creator. Well, I'm the creator, but he brought me into this space. I really, really wanted a podcast and I didn't know how to do it. And Simon, boom, he just got me right into shape. I flew from Pennsylvania across to Del Mar and I spent a whole day with Simon and it was just a magical day. And by the end of the day, my podcast was complete to launch, and then I got to build it out from there. So thank you. And you listeners right now, it's all because of Simon. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your gifts with the world and your, your amazing energy and consciousness and, you know, vibrancy. And it's just so awesome to reconnect with you today and, and to also just remember that stage of your journey, you know, because I, I think it's easy for us to think, well, you know, I'm doing a podcast and I'm launching a podcast and, you know, is anyone going to listen and, and all of these things that we create. And the reality is we, we do hear from some people in the, in the reviews and the messages that we get, but there are also so many people that we don't hear from that are being changed and transformed and shifting. And so I think it, you know, old move, not for you just to start, but also for you to have continued. Thank you, Simon. And are you hearing an energy switch right now? Simon is grounding me. And he's bringing me back to ground and center. Sometimes like when I get super excited, I get off grounded. But that's one of the things that Simon brings us back is to our truth. And so speaking of that and speaking of the podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about the first time you brought me back to my truth. And we were sitting, we were in the middle of making this podcast and Simon had taken me to this beautiful lunch. Where were we at, Simon? The Le Burge Hotel in Damar. So this is kind of like a fancy smancy type hotel. And I had a t-shirt on, <laughs> which I do better than that. Usually I thought we were going to his home and we were going to record that day, but he had some pre-work that he wanted to do with me. So we go to this fancy hotel. 
So we're sitting out in California and every woman there looked like she had significantly expensive hair product. Everybody was dressed really fancy. I don't have that benefit of being able to have hair product just for the listening. <laughs> Simon has a beautiful, what would you say? Bold head. You know, Bold head. Think of the love child between Jason Statham and Bruce Willis. And there I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. They had a love child. Awesome. <laughs> We were sitting there, we were, were, we were eating and I was starting to get nervous and I realized I was going to have to perform my podcast in front of Simon and how Simon was first introduced to me was like, he built a business in 18 months of over a million dollars in 18 months. And so I always just so admired that somebody had that type of discipline and to be able to to and focus to get a business launched that quickly. So that was always one of my attraction figures. But how some of us, like myself, I was getting a little insecure. And I knew I had to come clean with Simon in order to start that first podcast on episode one. And so do you remember our conversation? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, Simon, did I say I'm a little nervous or I'm intimidated or yeah, I think you were just unsettled, which I could obviously notice, you know. Did you but, notice it? Well, I mean, I'm very energetically intelligent, as I call it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So do you want to share what you share? So he did the most amazing thing, and I'll never forget it. I hope I get through it without getting emotional. But he brought me back to ground and centered and real. And we were going to play a game. And the game that he said, are you, do you want to play a game? Well, of course, <laughs> that I got intrigued. And then he said, if I tell you something that you wouldn't tell anybody else, and then will you tell me something? How, how does that game go? How's, how's the words go specifically? I forget. I guess it's me noticing that there's something within somebody and then offering the authentic connection game of authenticity. Right. So he shared something with me and it just kind of grounded me and it made Simon feel real to me. And then I shared something with him and all of a sudden the energy shifted just like it did today. And I felt centered in my heart again. And then I was able to deliver the podcast. I think we did it on the first take, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, you're just in flow. I was know? just in flow. He boom, ground centered. And Candy's flow. likes to do that. I mean, she just, I mean, she knows how to get into that space. And so once it's there, it's just downloads, you know? So yeah, it just came through me, you know, just came through me. So very important lesson, I think for, for entrepreneurs, business owners is, is that, you know, it's the erratic racing mind, the overthinking versus the being in our body. What do we need to do to be in our body, whether it's on an enrollment call or in our marketing or developing a program or doing a podcast you know the biggest fear is public speaking when i do public speaking i mean one of the first things i do is just go into i actually just like to stand on the floor level to people first of all that really grounds me but also just to like be present with the energy and just notice and then be honest with what's showing up in that moment and that helps to sell my mind down a little so th these exercises i think are, are important especially if we're around people and we're coaching people is to notice you know, I think that's the art, especially in relationships, is noticing whether there's some funky energy in around us and zapping that as quickly as we can through our vulnerability, through our questions and our, our loving kindness. Absolutely. And the second thing that you've taught me to do regarding grounding is I always believed I meditated in the mornings because I left a window between waking 
and sleep to just lie in bed and be peaceful. And to me, that was my meditation because I felt like I was in transition from the other side. And then I always felt guided in those moments. Like I'll get one full piece of my business as I'm waking up. So I keep a notebook next to my bed. So that's what I believe meditation was. And Simon's, he gave us a more specific type of meditation to do, which was sitting upright. And it was really locking into the meditation experience. And during the COVID, when we first closed this world, Simon had offered a course. So the doors closed on Monday. And I think that your course was offered Wednesday or Thursday. And then we began. This is the first group, right? This is the, the first I was the very first group. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I really think it saved my life or it saved my mindset because it was a very disciplined course. It was very focused on going inward, going inside. And we had to follow the formula if we wanted to be part of the group and to stay part of the group. And I couldn't imagine right then living without this group of people. I needed this, like, we need one. Why, why did you, why did you need it so much at that time? I, I didn't understand what was happening. I was scared. I was confused. Mm. I was actually, I didn't know at the time, but I believe we were all in a state of trauma. Yeah, like that's very true. Yeah. whole world sat down for all together once and in a hundred years that we know of. And for me, that was there was so much uncertainty and fear. And then there was this disease out there that we didn't know a lot about, like, how could it come and could it attack us? You know, what could it do? So there were all these things in our mind. And then my business had just hit a level as well. And I spoke on stages. That's how I got my leads. Mm -hmm. So everything in my life felt like it stopped. And if I didn't have something to focus on, I don't know exactly what I would have done. Yeah. And so that was really a calling, you know, and, I, and, that, and that was also a calling for me to produce that and, and really to support people through that stage. Cause you're right, COVID, you know, and let me explain trauma in my definition, at least, you know, and then how that plays into COVID, which is you're right. COVID is a trauma because it's an energetical interruption to the energy that existed. And so when something unexpected happens, it could be a car crash or abuse or whatever that is. And that's a, a break of the energetic cycle. Then COVID was an interruption to people's normal routine and their normal energy in their bodies and nervous system was put out of sync. And so I was really on a mission, you know, to really guide people through, through that. And also being in myself, like having invested 250 grand on personal growth and done the meditation retreats and done the ayahuascas and all the you know, the, the bells and whistles and all of that stuff. Like I was having to trickle down on my own mental health and, and self-care and relationships did break down. And I was also dealing with a relationship myself, an intimate relationship, which had ended. And I needed it myself. Like the creation of it was also for me, <laughs> you know, I think that sometimes we do that. And so, you know, you, your journey, as well as the other people in that original group, I had really decided I was kind of frustrated with a lot of courses in the fact that you produce something that you love and you care about and you know you have good information but the completion rates are really low i always said to myself and this is something important i think around intuition is that little voice that creeps in oprah calls it the whisper right it was i'd love to produce something and this is i don't want to put a voice on it but it was like i'd love to produce something that i could like kick people out if they didn't take action that's what i would really like you know, so, what he I, did. <laughs> because, so that's what I did. I mean, I created something where is a, there's a tracking system and a locking system and there was consequences for not taking actions. And it was it was the thing that was going to solve the problem of 
producing something and information and in, in, in tasks and actually having those completed and completed well. And what happened was, which was my frustration of you know, something not being completed by putting in and not having the fear and actually implementing what I desired to do, what my intuition was telling me, people started to say, I don't want this to end. And oh, I'm noticing that because I'm disciplined in myself, now I'm noticing how that translates into my business and into my results in my business. Because of course, discipline creates happiness, you know, yes. because we're doing the thing that we know we want to do, but we haven't had the courage to or the accountability to actually follow through on. So it's, it's really the pull. It's this pull of like, I'm going to pull you towards your highest potential here. I'm going to pull you into the next level, right? I'm going to pull you through to actually what you desire and, and not put up with the stories, the limitations, the self-doubt, the excuses and condition you to a new identity. Amen to all of what he just said. One of the things that you said that's kind of an oxymoron in the same sentence is you said discipline brings you happiness and right. it almost doesn't sound like it's a fit. Right. Right. Like yeah. discipline and happiness. What do you mean? <laughs> so explain a little bit more about that. When you're taking action, you know, performance is about action. And when you're disciplined, then it's actually going to bring you the thing that you want. Right. And that you desire. And so if we, if we just ask the question and anyone asks the question right now, what's the area of your life that you want to improve that you're not happy with? It could be body, it could be business, whatever. At some level, there's a lack of discipline in that area. Money, if, investments, right? Right. And so if, if we start to follow through and become disciplined in that area, it's going to bring a level of happiness because at the end of it is, is actually what we want versus what we're sabotaging. So I, I think that in my opinion, it's discipline really starts to crush that self-sabotage mm. you know it, it really starts to stamp on it until we can actually become self-disciplined and this is the important thing to distinguish i need someone to hold me accountable until the point of which i can do it myself i need someone to discipline me in this area until i've reached a level of identity where i don't need someone to and this is also when we're coaches and consultants and i train coaches and train therapists and and all sorts, but we don't want clients to become dependent on us. We want to get them to a point of self-sufficiency so that they can go and live their life and be alive. That's what we want. We want to be alive. We don't want someone, you know, there shouldn't be a need. And so sometimes I think we meet mentors and we meet guides and sometimes we connect with them and we work with them and then we revisit them sometimes, but we shouldn't become dependent. And so I want to create that discipline until there's a shift in the connection with self, the I don't know if you can hear the helicopters. I'm right by the ocean here in Del Mar. So there's all the. So yeah, self-discipline is the route, is the path to stacking happiness and stacking that fulfillment. We're, we're moving towards what we want and moving away from what's holding us back. You know, whether that's being in victim, you know, you, you can't manifest if you're in victim and you, and you can't be guided by intuition until you're at the point of that. And so a lot of this journey of self-discipline is really starting to let go of those things which are stopping us from bringing into reality that that we deserve, you know, and, and the trouble with COVID, I think, is that a lot of people had their happiness sucked away, because their body went into survival, and therefore into victim. And it takes leadership 
to be able to pull that out. I mean, I just believe all of us are leaders, but sometimes we're down and sometimes we're up. If we're up, we need to bring other people up. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're up right now, like go out and do the work because other people aren't. And when you're down, there will be a leader there to pull you up. When you're up, don't not lead. Yes. Such richness with everything that you've said there, Simon. I know Simon has been a leader in my life. A few of the things that he's helped me to do is I was floundering with my website and he looked at my website and he said, this looks like something from the 1980s. Here's the thing. Did that help me? I was thinking, should I, shouldn't I invest that money? When he said that, I'm like, that's not what I want to be seen as. That's not who I am. And so I hired him to. You are 2021. I can tell you that you are not 1980. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I updated. <laughs> so he helped me with that. He helped me with my podcast. He literally, in my opinion, saved my mental health life during the COVID. It was challenging. And if I wouldn't have had that program again, I, I don't know what I would have done during that time. I would go in and listen to his program again and again, and I would meditate. And I spent a lot of self time, even though I have family in the house, I wasn't going to be any good to them in my home the way I was then. So I had to isolate and I'm an extreme extrovert. So that was a huge difference in my life is to go inward and stay inward for a significant amount of time. And even now I don't feel the same. I don't feel like that need to go out to get connections everywhere and to fill myself up. I really feel full inside of with myself So much so I just went to Maui by myself for my photo shoot and then for my book. However, I disciplined myself to not think about anything, to not do anything, to not read anything. I just chose to be for 11 days. Mm. It was the most beautiful gift I've ever given to myself. And it was just filling my own self back up without depleting myself with work or overthinking or overanalyzing. And it was magical for me. And I believe I learned some of those skills through Simon's program. What was the most magical thing that dropped in that was unexpected during that time? To be honest, I didn't like being alone first. first, I was halfway across the world. My makeup artist came and we were friends. So we played. And when she left, I'm like, now what am I going to do with myself? And so I sat there on my lanai with this beautiful view. And I watched the whales play every day. And with that experience and connecting with the whales, and I was speaking to them through my intuition, they started to respond to me and to my girlfriend when she was there. And so here I was like just sitting on my lanai, bringing the whales in. I'd say, come closer. And I gave the one name William. And I was like, free Willie, you're already free. And so I would talk to this whale and I would go like this with my hands, like I'm doing one gesture and he would flap his tail once. I would do two hands. He'd do it twice. And I started to notice a connection with the whales. And I'm like, am I losing it here? But my girlfriend saw the same thing. So I connected just with myself and whales. I listened to music and that is literally all I did. And it was the most, that was what I did. I gave myself space. This brings up to me the the concept that I call clearing the runway, which I think is especially important for entrepreneurs. The art of being an entrepreneur really is the the art of relaxation and the art of focus. And if we just focus on focusing and focus and focus, then we're going to get burnt out. 
and and that's what the ego wants right it wants to just you know just rush and be impatient and all of that stuff but when we decide to be and we decide to take that time to relax our body what starts to drop in we start to go into that manifestation mode but the, the clearing the runway is also you know if you're in a place in your business right now and it's not taking off a plane can't take off if there's debris on the runway and so the clearing of the runway is taking that time to get yourself to be the best that you can be and so really what I was doing in that program with you also was, was getting you to be the best that you could be again, not, not to go back to what you were, but to get you to be the place from this place. Because sometimes we, we say, you know, I'm not where I was. I don't want you to go back where you were. We don't want to go back to where we were. We want to start from a new place of and transcend. And so the clearing runway is, is that time off? Is that time to say, you know, I'm just going to do nothing here, even though that's challenging for me. My ego wants to just get back into rushing and doing the work, but build yourself up, build that battery up. Imagine you're a battery and get it at that full level. It's like in green, you know, I, I use these colors in my program and it's, you know, red for energy that takes away. You've got yellow for energy neutral. You've got blue for what gives you energy. And then green, which is that central point of maximum energy where you're on your zone of genius. And so by taking that time away, you get yourself to really charge yourself up so that you're back in your green. You're in that zone of genius. You're in that flow. And then when you start to produce and you start to create, you know, you're just in this place. And what a beautiful place to do it. I mean, I've been there a couple of times. One of the best experiences I had in Hawaii was swimming with dolphins in the wild. You know, because, mm. you know, especially after watching like Blackfish and stuff like that with the whole SeaWorld thing. And, you know, I wanted yeah. to like, you know, just animals in their nature, you know, turtles in Bali and all of this stuff I, you know, I've done. There's so much that happens in these certain places. And that's why we need to go to places like Bali and, and Hawaii. You know, Wayne Dyer, um, a big, you know, he lived in Maui. You know, I love to go to those places because they really do. They are manifestation centers, just like Tulum, other places, Encinitas here in 15 minutes from me. You know, mm. take that time away and it doesn't have to be an expensive trip. It just needs to be a place where you disconnect and just slow down and allow yourself to really connect with yourself again, because we are in the Western world, you know, subject to all the distractions and all of the noise and all of that stuff. So clear the runway, which I, it sounds like you did that because mm, you've done like how many podcasts today? So, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're on Five. full charge. <laughs> I did five. However, one of the things I did learn from Ms. Simon is I actually restructured my entire business as well as my entire schedule after the program. So what I used to do is I would do one-off readings. Sometimes I would work uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I was so congested. I couldn't get anything else done. That it was, So everything was like getting backed up. So I've taken the last week off of the month to do podcast recordings, to do connect calls. If I want to create a videos, uh, whatever I want to do, I do the last week of the month in my business. And it's given me a lot of space. And then the second thing I made a decision to do is do one to many instead of one-on-one -on -one readings. I still do some, but then I developed a new program called Totally Woo. <laughs> and, such a great name. Well, I actually, woo, let me back up a second. Other things I learned in Simon's programs is fear. And I think I'm one of those people that I feel like I have a lot of fear. I'm a, I use that word a lot. And so I wanted to get rid of that word in my vocabulary. And so instead of fear, I thought, let's lean into the things that we're afraid of. And in my business, I was convinced that align your business because people would spend money if it was align your business. But what I was really wanting to say is 
be totally woo, lean into your woo. But woo is creating windows of opportunity and business alignment through the use of intuition. And it just lit me up when I leaned into that. And I'm like, if it lights me up, I'm hoping it lights other people up. And so I reconstructed my entire program because of that. And then I was like, but I have a missing piece. Like this program is this much money. Where's that in-between thing? And so then I created a taste of the woo. So somebody could come in for one month and I haven't lost anybody yet. Once they come in and they taste it, they're hooked. And I'm grateful because I feel like I've done a great job with my new program. Awesome. Thank you, Simon, for getting me in, (laughs) clearing my runway. And I, I I came up with the window of opportunity, the woo thing. Uh, I'll I'll show you that it came from the James Cameron video, which I know that you saw. And basically the, the James Cameron's the creative Titanic. And he talks about this window that opens when there's a lock, you know, you get a lock and then the dial goes around and then suddenly click and then the door opens. And he says that, you know, sometimes that, that window of opportunity is so small and you got to go through it while it's there. And it's just resonated with me so much. And so window of opportunity he spoke about, and then I was like, Oh, that's actually woo. Awesome. (laughs) You know, and I'm totally kind of like into the woo woo stuff. It's, you know, I describe it like the surfer. I'm here in Del Mar and I'm looking at the ocean and, and I always see the surfers out there. And so there's a little pockets of energy that open all the time for us to take action, you know, and so if a surfer's out there and they're just lying on the board all day and they're not taking a wave in, it would seem kind of crazy. But what they do is they stand up on the wave and that wave is energy. That wave is, is that energy that's coming in. So the surfer stands on the wave and goes into the ocean. And so we need to take those windows of opportunity into the ocean, into what we desire. But we've got to notice that they're there. And sometimes they're subtle. If we're not emotionally connected and we're not emotionally intelligent, we're not going to notice, oh, there's a shift in my energy right now. What Simon's saying, it's resonating with me, landing with me or on Candice's podcast, she's saying something. Yeah, that's an opening for you to do something, not not do something. It's an opening for you to take action if it lights you up, you know? So the woo is very important for action, therefore results, therefore happiness and fulfillment. If it's not based on an egoic desire, of course. Yeah. Like for me, the totally woo just feels right. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm proud of it because I, it took me time and energy, but the results that I feel people can get. And by the way, I put myself through my own program that I designed. I designed the program several years ago, but I reformulated it. And why I designed this program is also regarding Simon. There was a day that Simon was my coach for a while. And one of the things that he said to me is I said, Simon, how did you do it? How did you make a million dollars in 18 months? How many of you would want to know how Simon did that? And one of the things that he did is he created a course. I created a course that gave a big result in the initial stages of that client going through it. In this case, it was sales. I now teach conscious sales, but yeah, I created a course and then I created a leveraged program and that's really what did it, you know? And that's what he said to me. And I'll never forget. I was in LA when he said that and he was coaching me and I was writing it down. And so I created a program called Align in Eight Weeks, Align in Eight. And that's how my Totally Woo program was basically birthed from that statement. And then I put some energy in that and it just kept growing and developing. It kind of like took its own energy field. Yeah. So that's how that also was birthed. And and I love what you were saying about James Cameron. So thank you. Do you know him? Simon knows everybody. (laughs) I I do not. I'm not really in the Hollywood world, you know, but. uh... 
But he does know That'd the TED cool. Talks guy. What was <laughs> that's been at your home? Oh, the guy to run TED in San Diego. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. a great guy. So Simon knows a lot of interesting people. Where are we at, Simon? Where do we want to go? I want to share something about intuition, which I think could uh, support a lot of people. You know, this is a bit of an update, a personal update, but hey, we have some podcast listeners here. So let's bring them into a little conversation. But you know that I was going through like a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of pain around that. And I never expected this to, to have happened in this series of events. I'm clear with that now. It's like my body's not dealing with that. And, and how does this relate to business? You know, when you've got stuff happening outside of the business, it's going to impact your business, especially if you can't compartmentalize because it's going to bring down your energy. And therefore, that's going to impact your ability to have power. You need power to create a business. And so for me, there was a lot of energy being taken up by a past relationship. And so now it's gone. There was this kind of like, it was like a fetus inside of me. It's like this other energy. Like, you know, sometimes you've got something inside of you and it doesn't feel like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that force inside of me. So anyway, I get invited to church and I'm like, you know, I don't want to go to church. By the way, I'll just be transparent. I don't label myself as a Christian. And so I've been to this church a few years ago and I didn't go back. But during COVID, I wanted to be around a community of people. And so I got over my resistance and my stories and, and, I, and I went to the church. It's called Awaken. It's in San Diego. And bearing in mind, I'd, I'd been brought up Sunday school you know, my associations to church were kind of smelly pillows and just organ music. And it, you know, didn't feel like, honestly, just good to me. So I go to Awaken Church and it's like all modern and it's all like, it's cool songs and this stuff. And I'm hearing stuff and like most of it, I'm resonating my body, my body's saying yes. Right. And so mm-hmm. now I'm more in tune with what my body's saying to me. But there's also some things that I don't agree with. And there's also like some belief things and I, lots of things I'll go into, but there's stuff that doesn't resonate with me because I've been on this other kind of journey and I want to be around like multiple kind of different people and different religions. I could be in any kind of religion. As long as people are kind, I want to be around them, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the big things that really shifted was someone said to me, you can be here with all of that, right? You can be here with all of that. And so that really settled me. But then I started to connect with a girl that was there and then we got chatting and then, and then through that relationship building, she started to talk about 12 steps, which is the, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, Mm -hmm. process. Anyway, I've not drunk since 2017. I don't have those addictions, but just through a connection with her and and hearing her say the words resentment, it got me onto a video, which I watched on YouTube, which is just that intuition, right? It's like Mm -hmm. just guiding, like just, you know, one conversation opens the other, other doorway to something else. So now I've been going to church for like, you know, three or four months. And now like the word, you know, because honestly, like the word God to me, I didn't have good association to even Jesus. Like I just didn't like just uh, transparency. I didn't. So I watched this video on YouTube, which is around the 12 steps. And this guy just, he just says this one thing. He says like, if someone's treated you a certain way, like they were in pain, they were in pain. And I teach this. And that's the crazy thing, right? Which sometimes we teach it, but we're not being. And so what happened was, was that I, I was like, I haven't really taken responsibility for this. And I, and I haven't really seen it from that perspective. And, and what I did was I went into meditation and I started to do Christ consciousness meditation. I started mm-hmm. to bring in the energy of Christ. I pulled the energy in of Christ and I poured out love to my ex, to her partner, to her child. 
and I just poured and I poured and, and this thing that was inside of me that felt like a black ball, that felt like, like a spider or like twigs cracked like this in, in my heart. Like I was bolted back, like I was meditating, sitting, imagine you're sitting up straight on the sofa. I was literally hit, bolted back into my seat. It wasn't me moving. And then this thing got like ripped out of me. And after that, ever since it's been gone. Wow. And I'm like, this is God's work, mm-hmm. you know? And I continue to go to church. I continue to not go as a, labeled as a Christian. And, and I continue to like buy books on other religions. And, you know, I've got the back of our Gita I'm reading and I'm reading Levels of Consciousness by David Hawkins and understanding consciousness as it relates to different religions. And, and it's, I'm just more and more and I'm getting into prayer, which I never did. And, and really what I'm saying is, is that that's my path. My healing journey, my, my growth journey is just from me using my intuition. I'm not saying for anyone else listening that they should follow that path. But what I am saying is that they follow their intuition to guide them to whatever their healing is or whether their highest calling for their business is. Because for me, it's this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the art of that is just going, what does my body tell me versus what is my head? And so to even to get to go to church, I had to really notice what my head was saying in terms of, well, this and that. And actually, why don't I just go and see what I feel when I'm around the energy, you know? And there's still certain things. And, you know, I follow people on Instagram around certain things that are saying, I'm like, it doesn't jive with me, but I'm around kind people. I'm around good people. And that's what's important to me. And I think that's what we need in terms of the unity and especially with things like the vaccine. And I know you probably don't get into that on the, on the podcast, but what I've said to people around topics like that, which is understanding the, in the understanding of our nervous system, if someone doesn't want something and someone does something, it's, it's because at some level they don't feel safe. And mm. so they do something because they want to feel safe or they don't do something because they don't feel safe. And so when we start to understand that really we're trying to feel safe, we're tr- because that's the basic level of us to be able to move into manifestation is the level of safety in the body. Mm. We can't put someone down for doing something. We have to respect why they're doing it and, and be curious as around why versus creating the stories around you should and you shouldn't because there's some people listening on this podcast that have been told by other people you shouldn't start that business or do that thing but they Mm -hmm. don't understand why and they don't they're not curious around having a conscious conversation around it and when we start to do that once we start to connect at a deeper level everyone can actually just respect what other people are doing without putting them down and shoving other agendas at them that doesn't match where they are in their journey You know, when you start to live an intuitive life, you really start to live life because you're doing it guided by what's right for the universe. And then your whole view on right on wrong changes. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't in that place during COVID because I was like watching certain news things and saying, you know, blah, blah. And I just looked back and I was like, oh, you were in like the rabbit hole. Yes. We were all in some sort of a hole, really and truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that does feel quite personal and you know, the Christ consciousness, the leaning into the church, that's a different way of life for you right now. And sharing a new way of life, I think is, is beautiful. And the fact that something felt like it came out of you during the, this Christ conscious meditation awareness that was happening. I wanted to give the name of your book. Simon has a book called the black ball. And I just wanted to share that since we're talking about him releasing yet another 
black ball in his body. So if if you have something that's been sitting inside of you and you want to figure out what it is and how to release it, take a look at his book, please. Yeah. Shame, embarrassment, guilt. You know, the black ball does anybody else have a secret is the name of the book. It's a very short read, couple of hours. You'll get through it quickly. What I also want to share, which is, you know, I I always pre-frame this on, on Facebook videos when I was talking about lots of different topics, which is, Hey guys, this is what I believe now. And this is what's part of my life now, but it can also change tomorrow. You know, and I think that's the other thing to consider around relationships with different people, which is people don't consider that things are always changing as we evolve. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, I don't want like that person because they're vegan. But not knowing that actually you might be vegan in a few months <laughs> and being aligned with them. You know, the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole thing around alignment is that alignment is we move out of alignment and we move into alignment all the time. But if we start saying to someone, oh, I don't like that person because it's like, well, what do you know about your journey? You could be there in a year. I find that fascinating about how we operate as individuals. I agree with you because I remember when I was separated from my husband, like we live in a nice home and we're comfortable, but it's not an extravagant home. And then when I moved into an apartment, my identity changed. I felt like I had nothing. The house had nothing to do with me, but I always thought I would have this little, you know, house with the white picket fence type of feeling. And when that changed, it was a significant moment in my, my life. I was afraid. And then identifying with not being married, like, what does that look like? I remember that being a difficult time for me. And you're absolutely right. I didn't expect to be going through that divorce. I was married. So that was kind of the same thing. It was, it was very different who I became with a decision I made. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm also just called cool to share this. I just sense that there's someone on the, on the podcast that's, that's going to be going through something, which is like, I really need you to remember like who you are and what you're capable of. Because I think so many times things can happen and we can, we can be jumping into what we don't have, like forgetting what actually our, our gifts and our zone of genius are and, and that you can tap into that at any point. And so I want you to really consider who you're kind of screwing over by not helping people and not actually going out there and putting your face out there. And, and I'll share an example of this uh, and hopefully it will land. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I've read this on LinkedIn and they say, well, you shouldn't talk about your trauma because, you know, it, people don't want to hear this. And, and I, I actually read these posts, you know, and sometimes it kind of creeps in, but I, I have the self-awareness to not let that stop me. So the other day I do this LinkedIn post and it's this story and it's about trauma. I'm going to an event at the church and there's going to be 2000 men there there was two options of what to do. It's like, do you do tent and camp or do you do an RV? And I was fixated on the RV, right? I was fixated mm-hmm. on the RV. I want to do the RV and I don't want to do the camping. I want to do camping, you know? And then it came to like a week before and the, the RV option didn't seem like it was going to be one. And as I was driving home, something just dropped in. You want to know what dropped in? Why? When I was young, I was bullied heavily uh, at scouts. I was, uh, they threw eggs at my head and they would chase me around with knives and they threw boots at my head as I was sleeping. It was traumatic. Mm. And so the reason why I didn't want to go camping was because by being around all of these men, it triggered the, the bullying. It triggered, and so by being in, being in the IV, I could be safe. I could shut the door. And so mm. uh, I'd done a lot of work on myself, but I hadn't been in this situation where I was around a, around a load of men in a similar situation in the field. And so as soon as that came into my awareness, I was like, I want to go camping because <laughs> the group's great. I know the guys there. And so I shared this vulnerable story 
on LinkedIn. I just shared it because that's what the truth was. That was my truth. And mm-hmm. I was dishonest. Today, I sign up two clients to my program because of that video. I just want to remind people like you can read certain things, you can read what you should do. But my gut was telling me, just tell that story. Right. And, and that's what I want to remind people of, like, go by what Candice is teaching in this podcast, like follow your intuition. Like if you're guided to, to reach out to me, do it. If you're guided to sign up to Candice's program, do it. If you listen to someone else and it's that like, trust your body, trust what your body is telling you, because it's going to guide you to what is the right thing for you versus, oh, because there's a little thing that creeps in of like, no one wants to hear that. No, that's someone else's blueprint of how they operate, because maybe vulnerability to them is shit scary mm-hmm. but to me it's a superpower because i have the courage to be able to share that so if you're listening go with yourself like really get down the things that you're great at and go and be that fully don't be 20 percent. don't be 30 percent. don't be 40 percent. like be all of it put mm-hmm. all of yourself out there right because if yes. you don't put all of yourself out there you're not going to pick up the people that are aligned with you Mm-hmm. you're going to be hiding, right? You're going to be right. worried. If you stand for something, go stand for it. If you believe in something and you're called to it, go put it out there fully, but don't half-ass it. Because if you half-ass it, someone else is going to pick up that client and maybe not give a shit about them. That's the reality. People need you. I just wanted to say that. The things that I did is I stayed hidden for 27 years. I was mm-hmm. embarrassed about my intuition. I was afraid that people would make fun of me and say, oh, you're the woo-woo girl. And, you know, I had intuition for all those years and I could have helped other people. Now I'm not over, I'm over shaming myself about the weight. I just, I wasn't ready, you know, and I needed to be in that space of certainty or groundedness in order to give my gift to others. But it took me a long time to step into that because I was afraid or embarrassed about my gift. So yes, if you're feeling something inside of you that you want to deliver to this world, please do it. Because I know my guides every day, they show me, they say, we're calling all spiritual people that can help this earth right now. And they're knocking at everybody's doors. So if you're starting to feel some sort of a veil leaving you and some sort of an extra perception or awareness, lean into that because your intuition is waking up. Yeah, your intuition is there to guide you. Go meditate and then then use that window to do something. Your higher self is going to guide you to whatever is your highest calling. And sometimes that's painful because success, growth, being an entrepreneur, it's not all feel goods. Your intuition could guide you into pain first before it has you get out into the poppy field, so to speak, <laughs> you know? So meditate and then, and then use that window to like take action, take action. If anyone's listening and it's like, well, things aren't moving for me, you got to go back into that place and connect with yourself because what's happening is you're probably connecting yourself. You might be meditating, but you're leaving the window. You're not taking the window and you're allowing the thoughts and the negative self-talk and the fear to creep in. You got to start closing that gap down. And that's really the secret. That's really the, the juice is to, is to really start to ride that wave. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. So what are you up to nowadays? What do you have to offer the people that are listening? Because I usually buy almost everything that he offers. So I'm just wondering what he's up to right now. That's a great question. I'm focused heavily now on changing more people's lives through the super high performance formula. But I just, which is great for your listeners, I just put together a, a challenge 
with the super high mm -hmm. performance formula. So they get to experience the tracking and all of the stuff that you did. And it's seven days. You have to do a meditation every day for seven days. I give leadership actions. I give a training taster of the program. It's called All Fired Up. It's the, uh, basically, it's to get you focused and disciplined and, and feeling confident and getting you performing in your business and doing it in a conscious way. I think conscious leadership and conscious business is key. And you get to also see everything that Candice went through, but it's, it's not available to you. But you get to see the rest of the program and everything in there. Uh, it's called All Fired Up and it's at simonlovell.com. That's my name, L-O-V-E-L-L, -L, simonlovell.com slash all fired up. And uh, it's really about increasing energy, right? Increasing energy, building you up, but it's about being consistent. You need to do it every single day, back to back. And if you don't, the program is going to get locked down. So you got to take action, you know, and rewire the brain because the way that the brain works is it needs neuroplasticity. It needs streaks. It needs that continuous wiring. And that's why meditation consistency is so important because in meditation, we want to go at depth. We want to go deeper into the, you know, I get my clients to go to their hour, go deeper and deeper and deeper and have the frequency and the consistency so that we actually rewire the brain to train new behaviors and a new identity. And so that's why the every day is so key to build it into a habit, just like brushing your teeth. So once we can create that discipline and sharpness of mind, then the byproduct of that is a business that is now operating from that new self-discipline, which is what happened to Candice. Amen to all of that. That was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I really highly recommend All Fired Up with Simon Lavelle. I didn't say it right again. <laughs> com. I love that. I wanted to change the subject for just a moment and share something with you. So we were talking about Maui a few moments ago, and Simon was talking about prayer as well and, and like leaning into meditation and going to church again. And all of a sudden I was thinking of those beads that I, the meditation beads that I had sent for you as a gift because I was so, so, so grateful. And so he has these meditation beads and they have different energy in these beads. And I had them made designed just for him. And at the very end of those beads, there's a little place that you can put like a, a dot of, yeah. And the, and the Buddha, he has a dog named Buddha. So I actually put a Buddha and he has a big statue of a Buddha in his home. I think you got it from Bali, right? When you were there, I, I thought I remembered you saying that. The reason I sent him those, and this is a full circle moment to the podcast. The reason I sent those to him was Ram Das. There was a video on Netflix and Simon and I just kind of shared a connection about enjoying him and liking him. And one of the things that he did when he prayed in Maui is he'd say, did I live? Did I love? did I make a difference? Did I live? Did I love? Did I make a difference today? And he would go through each one of his beads. And so I had been doing that and I wanted to offer that gift to Simon. So Ram Das has since passed. So while I was in Maui, there was a woman, her name's Vika and she lives in Maui. And we were eating on top of this magical restaurant. Fleetwood Mac owns it. It's Fleetwoods. And sometimes, you know, there's magical musicians that come and there's this rooftop dining and we were sitting there dining. And she said, I went to see Ram Dass all the time when I was here. And she said, when they released his ashes, not too long ago, I was one of 20 people that was there to celebrate the release of his ashes and to celebrate 
his life. And so you asked me one of the special moments in Maui, and I just realized it was kind of a full circle moment for the two of us. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's feel great. I want to thank you for this gift. You know, you sent me a couple of gifts and I treasure them. Yeah. Just all that you're doing in the world and who you are. It's just a pleasure to reconnect and, and share uh, this with uh, your listeners. Thank you. And I, I so received that. And I just wanted to say from the top, the bottom and both sides of my heart that you're the gift, Simon, I gave you gifts because you gave me the gift of you. So when we step into who we really are and offer those gifts to the world, that's the most magical moment in our lives. And Simon, you've just given me so many magical moments. I just really feel soft in my heart for the gifts that you've given me. So thank you for all of that. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today, say? I think, you know, we talked about this at the start around things coming full circle and coming to completion. I think that this has uh, been, a, it's actually funny because it's like bang on the hour too, even though it's not really a time time thing. We discussed before the podcast, you know, how long is the podcast going to be and, and this stuff. But <laughs> no, I feel like we covered so many different bases. And I think the main thing to, for the listeners to do is to really Use every podcast that Candice does as, as a window of opportunity for something, for something in your life. It could be small, could be some gratitude, or could be reaching out and reconnecting with a prospect who, you know, just you get that intuitive calling, or it could be creating something or, or doing something. But to just listen and not do, it's not helping change more lives. So use this podcast as a window of opportunity for you and then let Candice know what happened, you know? Yes, please, um, please do share. And you have your own podcast too. A couple of them. And <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm going to say this. So I spent time in January with Simon, spent a whole full completion day and left, got on a plane from California to Philadelphia and was taking a train home. And I've done this hundreds of times. And I start listening to one of his podcasts and I missed my stop. <laughs> <laughs> listening to a podcast. It was hilarious that I'm like, are you kidding me? So enjoy his podcast because I love listening to how he puts stories together, thoughts together, and you can really feel the energy in his heart. And I think that's why I, I love him so much is because he's just one of the men in my life that has always shown up from a space of heart. So thank you. Yeah. Just for, if you're listening, it's called Unshakable Leaders. It's on the Apple iTunes. I need to do a new one. So Maybe this is a good trigger for me. <laughs> well, you know, I'd love to be on. I, I'd love to talk with I'm you. I'm not doing sure. five a day. You know, I think that's a <laughs> badass move. You know, you <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm badass. Oh, the final thing is I'm going to share. I have a tattoo on my back and it's the Phoenix bird. And one of the things that we did in uh, Simon's program is we TVP'd things. And I don't actually remember what TVP means. except Transformational velocity process. It was, do you want to talk about that? And then I'll tell how that came to completion. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it really, it, it blends the window of opportunity, understanding energetical intelligence. We have emotional intelligence, which is about understanding how our emotions play into our behavior. And then we have energetical intelligence and understanding how to use energy for the window for manifestation and also for taking action. And so the TVP is, is really starting to do the things that you've been putting off. Yeah. So one of the things I always kind of wanted to do, and I never even really wanted to acknowledge it is to get a tattoo. 
And then I was like, where am I going to put it? And I was like, you know what? Bottom line is I'm going to TVP this. And I did. And as soon as we got out of the COVID, I got my tattoo. And before we go, can I tell you what ended up happening? For sure. I'd love to know. I ended up signing up to get this tattoo and I made a decision to get the Phoenix bird because there's a whole story around the Phoenix bird. My son's name is Phoenix. He was a miracle birth. So I knew I wouldn't get tired of this. And then I created some flowers underneath the Phoenix bird rising from the ashes. So that's what I decided on. And I was going to get it on my back. So I go in to get a tattoo and I'm super nervous. And I, you know, for two nights, I was kind of awake thinking, oh my God, this is permanent. I'm like, okay, that means you've got to do this because you're super in fear. So I get there. And the first thing that happens is my affirmation number happens. Like there, somebody was checking out and they yelled out my affirmation number. And I was like, okay, thank you universe. The next thing that happens is I go into this back room and this guy's preparing the room for me. And it looks like an episode of Dexter. Like he's putting plastic on everything. I'm like, oh my God, how much am I going to bleed? Like he's really protecting everything. So I made a decision to put iPod buds in my ear in case the pain was too bad that I would go into meditative state because, you know, we can control pain with meditation. So I have my iPod things in and before I get on the table, I hear a song and it's called Country Roads Take Me Home in a tattoo parlor. It's a very old song, but every time my father wants to say hello to me, no matter where I'm at, I was in Switzerland in the middle of the Alps with every bar that closes and country roads takes me home comes on. So it's another sign for me. So I lie down on the table and all of a sudden I hear the sound. It's bum, 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 kind of like a Tony Robbins firewalk experience. And I'm like, where's the sound coming from? So I say to the guy, Hey, do you hear the drums? And he looks at me like I'm literally crazy. And then I'm starting to think, am I literally crazy? And so I check my pods and there's no music in it. And I'm like, okay, something's happening. So then I hear a voice say, you're about to get your wings. And so I lie down on the table. And the next thing I heard is I made my appointment on September 11th and I didn't want to do it, but it was the only day available. I guess everybody that gets tattoos didn't want it either. And so I, I didn't want to go then, but I TVP this and I made a commitment. I went. And so I'm lying down and all of a sudden I hear, this is a thank you gift from your guides from the September 11th events that you did all those years ago at Millersville, when you honored the 3000 souls that passed. And if anybody wants to check out the truth of what I did, if you just check, if you Google Candace Haza, Millersville and September 11th events, there's a slew of activities that came up. My guides were thanking me and the people on the other side, I could see them. It was like, like, just like a host of people that I could see after this drum music. Then I saw them. Then I could see the tattoo being engraved. There was no mirrors. It was all through my third eye. And I heard you're getting your first wing. So I said to the guy, are you doing the wing? And he said, yes. And I didn't want to know when the second wing happened. Then my guide said, we're doing the second wing now. And I said, are you starting by any chance the second wing? He said, yes. I literally had no pain whatsoever. He finished a tattoo an hour early. He's like, what just happened to the time? It was absolutely amazing. So another gift from Simon. So thank you for TVPing my tattoo for me. Awesome. What a great story.
yeah. thanks for taking the time to listen not to the me. first not the first tattoo that's been done during a tvp so oh <laughs> yeah. so actually it probably was <laughs> not yeah. speaking from ego but i was in the first group so <laughs> chances are so that phoenix bird is coming with me forever and i love it so i'm grateful good stuff good. well thank you thank you thank you so much for listening today and please check out simon's new program say it again for us simon the super high performance formula challenge it's called all fired up and it's www.simonlovell.com slash all fired up all fired up <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for tuning into this episode i hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today for more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.